This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. of the odds couple presented by prop swap with mike north i'm carmen Falco. we got a full hour of gambling talk and sports talk for everybody we have so much fun doing it especially when we win and uh, mike's giving out almost nothing but winners for i don't know how many weeks on end you know last friday was one of those that uh, sometimes you just you, you get beat and mike one of his best plays and i was on it with him and i'm watching the game intently it was the that devil's penguins game and Boy, the devil scored late. We looked like we were all good on the uh, puck line, Mike, but then that damn dreaded empty netter. It happens, buddy. You know how many empty netters I've gotten away with? There's nothing worse. Listen, you can name any tight situation you've been in. Maybe you lost your mountain climbing equipment halfway up Mount Everest, okay? Or maybe the plane takes a dip 5,000 feet when you just told your wife it's a smooth flight and you think you're going to go down and it doesn't happen. They fix things up. But nothing. Nothing causes more stress in my world outside of maybe being a producer on a radio show like Randy is or the great Randy Merkin or having an empty net bet, yeah. having, having a bet where Sidney Crosby is firing pucks at an empty net. And that's, that finally caught up to me, Karn. But then the other night I'm losing three to one. Okay. I got it, it, There's like 20 seconds left. Ottawa's losing 3-1 to one to Winnipeg. I got the goal line at a puck and a half. Uh, I'm putting on the black dress, you know, the yeah, veil, yeah. you know, the Italian tradition. They got the rosary in my hand. I start weeping. And then 10 seconds later, 1950, they score. I cover the bet. Unreal. The next thing you know, I'm the joker on the subway. I'm yeah. jumping around, having the time of my life. <laughs> the joker on the subway. Good oh, I'm up there. I like it. I got the clown face on. I, I, I actually was weeping. I went, <laughs> and then by the time, then I saw the guy, I went, yippee. Me? So it's a, it's a roller coaster of emotion. And I'll tell you what, it's the best. And when you win one of those, you know you can't complain about bad beats, especially since on the Carmen and Yurko show, and you got to check it out at ESPN 1000, folks. From, I mean, you talk about it from 10 to 12. Are you kidding me? Uh, you, you get everything you need. I can lose 12 weeks in a row in the bonus pick for the next 12 weeks. Don't complain. You'll be 500. Exactly. <laughs> so, so take that, everybody. Yeah, I we're going to start a brand new one, though. I'm tired of that streak. I, I, I want to apologize for, for the 14-2 and two record. I should have done yeah, better. Yeah, 14-2, my God. <laughs> You're so right about empty nets in hockey. Like, oh, there my are, God. There are few things for a sports gambler as nerve-wracking as... None. Like the empty net or the final 10 seconds of a basketball game where a foul occurs and, you know, it's going to affect the total or the, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. there's nothing like that. Do I know empty what you nets. Mean. Oh my God. You're I mean, so I, right. I mean, seriously, I, I was, I was just like, you're on, on pins and needles. It is the most stressful minute of the half. I mean, I seen Colleton one night. I had the Blackhawks. This was about three weeks ago. He pulled the goalie with two minutes left. Yep. I go, what are you doing? You still got a shot to tie it at the next minute. It's unreal. And then he pulls the goalie. I that's the latest I've ever I mean earliest I've ever seen a goalie pulled. And, and you gotta give your team one more minute. 
you know? Or 30 seconds. But, yeah, or 30 but we, seconds, but maybe 135, yeah. 140, 150. Yeah, but we're blinded also if you got action on it. Then, yeah, then you're irate because it's just like the, the swings that that can have. Well, you know, if Colleton, if Colleton had my bet, he would have kept the goalie in another minute. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, uh, Colleton, I'll tell you, I was on the Hawks on set. Let's see, I guess it would have been... Last Saturday I've been night, them. yeah, doing okay. and they got off to a horrid start against Columbus. Colleton called that timeout. He was pissed. You could see it on the bench. He got, he kind of let them have it two minutes into the game, and they came back and responded, and they won that game on the money line, yeah. which was a good thing. So yeah, I mean it's great. The money line's been great. Uh, the NBA, um, basically treading water with them because, I mean, I I bet Dallas the other night, and and I mean Donich is out there. I go, where's Porzingis? He had 30 points and 15 rebounds the night before. They're sitting them. They're sitting them for for injury management. Load management. Are you kidding me? If I have 30 and 15, I'm out all night. I'm on two hours sleep, and I can't wait to get to the arena. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I mean, you talk about a bunch of wusses. But I don't think the players have much say in it anymore. You can tell them you want to play. Mm. What happens if they told you? They told Jordan not to play when he had the broken foot. You know what he told him? Yeah, go to, Screw go it. to yes. I'm playing. I'm playing. I know. All right, enough. Enough is enough. I mean, that's because he knew he was okay. But see, we found out the Bulls organization with the Derrick Rose situation would have had him sit for two years. Uh, that was, I don't know. Who the heck knows how these things go? I think that was always more on Derrick. He decided to play that uh, extremely cautiously. Well, if your nickname is Pooh, I can understand why. But Derrick is still hanging around, though, man, and still playing well. well I, I know, I never but he's thought not making, he, you know, he's, he still will walk by, by the time he's 40. Yeah. I mean, he was worried about walking. and Yeah, that was. His, uh, where are you going, Iraq, or that, are you playing a game of basketball? That was a little much, I think. Come yeah. on. Sitting in the boardroom. Bulls, <laughs> speaking of basketball and the Bulls, they've got the Grizzlies at home tonight. Yeah. Uh, they're a four-and-a-half-point underdog because Zach Levine is going to miss 10 to 14 days for health and safety protocol. And, by, I mean, with or without Zach, the way they're playing right now, the Bulls are not a very good bet. You know, as, of, as recently as two weeks ago, they were. Not so much. They've dropped 12 of 16 games uh, they've been, I think they've failed to cover now in five of their last mm-hmm. six. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's been abysmal. And they lost an ugly game to the Grizzlies uh, the other night where they had a lead and they couldn't close it out. The right? worst team in basketball is OKC. The guy who coached them last year came over here because he didn't want to go through a re- rebuild. They're only a couple games better than OKC. Going through a rebuild. Billy yeah. Donovan is, you know, the Bulls ain't going through another rebuild. That, that's all been BS. We went through a rebuild to get Wendell Carter and Colby White, Okay. That's all BS. There are no more blue-chip athletes unless you can find a Donich, who Sacramento wishes they would have taken. Oh, can you imagine please. De'Aaron Fox and Donich on the same team? They no. took Bagley, okay? So when we talk about draft picks that should have been drafted and haunt teams, not only here in Chicago, it happens all over, folks. And then I bet Donich, and then the one kid don't even play, Porzingis. And then I lose the game. Unbelievable. It's, it's I mean, just it's, ridiculous. It, oh, and that was Wednesday. That was the one where he hit the shot at the end, right? Abs- yeah. I mean, no, the one before that. Oh, the one before. Okay. Yeah. I got I mean, you. I mean, and then I, I, you know, you bet the Bulls, let's say. And they lose the game, and Zach Levine has 50 points. Yeah, I know. And he's a minus three. I know. You know how hard that is? You know how uh, despicable? I, that, I, when people say he doesn't play D, you got to buy in. It's almost impossible to be a 50, 50 point guy and, and be, a be a minus. That's and, and to lose that game. And I was yeah. I I liked the Bulls uh, last Friday night. I mean, they had a they led that game a week ago mm-hmm. tonight. They led that game by oh. seven in Atlanta with eight forty seven to play. They got outscored twenty eight to nine in the final. 
you know, just under nine minutes of that game. Then they did the same thing Monday night. They had not, they didn't have a nine-point lead or a seven-point lead, mm-hmm. but they were up two with seven to play, and the Grizzlies outscored them 20 Let me seven. ask you a question. Terrible. If you didn't know, if you were a newspaper writer and you didn't know, which is possible because then you'd be working in Chicago, <laughs> uh, if you didn't know that the Bulls had a new coach, and you yeah, were overseas know, writing articles. Wouldn't yeah, you be bombing yeah. away at Jim Boyd yeah, you think for the same, same type of yeah. coaching yes. that is being done now? I mean, you well, have a you have a guard like Levine have twenty eight shots on a fifty point night, but Vucevic has thirteen, and he's seven for thirteen, and you don't get the ball into him. Then the next night they play, they get it into Vucevic, and Levine goes into a funk, so they can't win. Yeah, if somebody just showed you the record and you knew nothing else, you'd think that, yeah, Jim Boylan. Boylan's coaching. Yeah. He still, why didn't they get rid of Boylan? Why don't they go out and get somebody like Billy Donovan? And, and I think Billy's uh, ten times the coach, to be honest. But you're right, the results just aren't there. Well, right I now. mean, you know what? He'll get a honeymoon for about ten years like Paxson got one for 17, and then <laughs> everybody will wake up it and wasn't finally that take long time for to go. Pax. It wasn't that he long. He was there for 17 well, years. Yeah, but I wouldn't say the honeymoon lasted that long. People have been pissed for about the last seven, eight years yeah, at, well, at Derek the previous Rose, regime. Thank God Derek Rose. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because if Please. it doesn't, then the 17, I'll give you that. He had a few good years, but Please. then Rose not playing for two years, just canceled that whole thing out with the injury and everything else. So it, it's a messy situation over there. And by the way, Mr. Bad Take, I listened to the show three times because we didn't do bad last week. No, no, we still gave out some we, I, I went one and one. And yeah. Houston let you down a little bit, they but did. you should have won that. But let me ask you something. I've had three bad takes at least on this show. I listened to the show three times. I had to listen for a fourth time. Did you really say your last bad take was Tyrus Thomas from like 50 years ago? No, I said that was one of my worst takes. Because okay. I, I wanted to add Foles to the list, okay? To Foles. You. Okay? Foles. I wanted to add that to the list because I got to call But I didn't really that. have a take on Foles. Oh. I don't like Nick Foles, but Mitch Trubisky is worse. Yeah, but you wanted Foles. <laughs> Oh, see, there's your bad take. It's not a bad take. It's a fact. It's a bad. It's a fact. He's two and five. There's your bad take, folks, from Carmen. His bad take is Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky. Nobody in the league wants Mitch Trubisky. I got evident as the backup signing uh, in Buffalo in the offseason. You want to know something, Mitch Trubisky? You want to know something? You know, was the biggest bust in history until he was saved. Steve Young. Well, that's interesting. Steve Young was 15. And 23. His record as a starter with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers was 3-16. and 16. And he had about as much talent as Trubisky had for three years. And on top of that, Carmen, with the bad take, <laughs> Steve Young held a clipboard for four years with the San Francisco if, 49ers. And the only thing that saved him was going to the most elite offensive team in the last 30 years and Bill Walsh. If Trubisky turns out to be a quarter of uh, as good as... Well, if he goes to a team... <laughs> well, then nobody wants him, Mike. The Bills well, nobody him. wanted young Bill Walsh said, I think he might have some talent. No. He took a shot on him. Listen. But everybody that blames... But that gets on Trubisky are the same people that can't stand Nagy. But you agree with Nagy on this. I, I, I'm not. I don't think Mitch Trubisky can play. That's true. That's if what that's they the said bad about take, Steve then that's Young. fine. Uh, but believe me, I'm no Nick Foles fan. <laughs> I can promise you well, that. I want you to it know. Was... I know you had something to do. You had to say. I remember. I remember being told to oh, keep the take when I argue. Oh, I would have. I would have started Foles over Trubisky. Yes, that but I would have. There's done. your bad take. That's I all. Don't, I don't, I don't I'm trying know. to. I'm, but when you tell me, <laughs> I don't know. Go back and read about Steve Young. 
No, I'm sure I remember. A bust. Well, if he was a bust, anybody could be a bust. It's caught having talent around him. Hey, the Falcons. here's the thing. Look at the Falcons, how early they gave up on Favre. I'm sure they regretted that for many years. How come Steve Young, with about the same amount of talent on offense as the Bears had, was 3-16 and and Mitch was 29-21? Wait, Steve Young had as – wait, say that again. As much talent – Steve Young on Tampa Bay. Oh, on Tampa. Gotcha. Had had a three and sixteen starting record, but nobody in Chicago will say that because it ruins the narrative that if you're a backup quarterback for a good team. And by the way, I got a good authority. Mitch is only going to spend a year there, and one of their coaches may become the next head coach of another team. And I'll take him. Yep. Uh, I'll I'll be listen. If I'm when I'm wrong. Uh, I'll gladly say I was wrong. No, you Mitch won't. Trubisky. I one hundred percent. You've changed. One hundred percent. You've been on the trolley train of quarterbacks with everybody else. Mike, one hundred percent. I right. promise you. I, if Mitch Trubisky turns out to be good, and not just I was he went nine Red and River seven the other night. If he turns out to be an elite quarterback, I will certainly own up to Well, how about if he makes the playoffs it. on a team like everybody else? How about if the Bears quarterback, if he makes the playoffs this year, like I said, starts at least five games and helps him get in? How about if Josh Allen gets hurt because he's got talent around him in Buffalo? I, but the, the it, eye test can also tell you if the kid can play or not. There, nobody in the you league. You never saw a bust at quarterback play. then. Tim I've seen Couch. plenty of busts. Yeah, Tim of course. Couch, Jamarcus Couch. Russell, bust. Dwayne Haskins, bust. Right. I've seen plenty of them. Kate and not one of them was twenty nine and twenty one. Eight games over five hundred with twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. I, we could go. Down. We could go and sit down and watch the tape and watch every throw that he can't make, or he can, but he just. I'll for whatever reason, it doesn't guys happen. I just met, uh, watch, including Andre Ware and David Klingler, about no throws that they David could make. Klingler, oh my God. I could go back and name you 50 quarterbacks that I would take Mitch off of. I would take Mitch over. I'll name you I 50 could probably, Now that I think I, we could probably agree on. I probably could right, find let's 50. Let's move on with the gambling. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, I watched Red River the other night. <laughs> If you were a calf, I would have branded you with the net for Foles, okay? <laughs> when we come back, Luke Pergandy will join us. We'll see what's happening. Rob Swap. We'll be right back. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We're with you every week. We're talking sports and sports gambling here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And we're presented by PropSwap. And we talked to our great friend Luke Pergandy oh, 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 from PropSwap Prop right big. now. Oh. Yes, they're so big. How was Masters Week? Did it finish pretty well for you guys? It was good. Yeah, it's always our strongest golf tournament of the year. Um, and it was one of our best weekends in company history. Just It was competitive. You had a bunch of long shots who became favorites. Obviously, Hideki was a long shot. He, of his course, won. You had Justin Rose, who was 100 to 1 odds. He mm. got down to 3 uh, to 1 odds on, uh, after the second round. So we had a, a prop swap customer, about 100 bucks. He actually bought the ticket from us. So he bought a $100 ticket at 100 to 1 odds from us. And he sold it on Saturday morning before round three started for $2,000. Oh, wow. And the guy who paid two grand, he beat the market. He got odds of uh, four to one, so he beat the the current market that Justin Rose was at. And the seller turns a hundred bucks into two k, guaranteed. I'll tell you, you know what, Luke? I mean, that was a great tournament. By the way, I had Xander Shoffley. Uh, I'm trying to oh. find an address so I could write him a letter. Boy, that's uh, 16th hole, Mike. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I bought I bought him on the on, on uh, round four uh, at the beginning of the of the round, and uh, he decided to to, to be me. 
on the 16th hole and hit the ball into the water, but that's neither here nor there. I want to ask you about the MVP of the NBA. I think the top two guys right now are, are the guy that I named a month ago, Donich. Uh, Embiid is in the hunt, but I got to ask you, Steph Curry. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I watched him the other night, and if somebody wants to tell me either one of those two guys is better than him, uh, I watched him. I, I had the uh, over for threes, which I thought was weird for him. At five and a half, he had ten. Oh. He's been on a roll that's been on uh, for the last two, three weeks. Uh, like Denver, where are they without uh, uh, Jokic? Where is Golden State without Curry? And why isn't Curry, who in the middle of LeBron James's reign, uh, stole his heart for three championships? Why is he not considered the best player in the game? Right now, I, I I just don't understand, and I like yeah. Donich, Luke. Yeah, yeah. The, the the award is a biased award. It typically you have to have a good team record to get the award. You know, we could argue if that's mm-hmm. correct or incorrect. So unfortunately, and and the fact that Steph's doing this without Wiseman too, right? Like, yep. Yes, and no Clay. I mean, my God, he's. <laughs> He's doing this What's he going off at? Do we have any oh, odds there, Carl? I, I don't. Even, I mean, I tell you, I was looking this morning. He's Nobody's not in the top. About he's him. not he's, in the top four choices. He's between eighty and no. hundred to one. Yeah, right that, now. you gotta be one. kidding me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not fair. I I completely get it. Um, unfortunately, if you're not a top five team, the voters it seems like aren't even going to give you a look. And I hear you, Jokic. Jokic is the favorite right now. Joker of the Denver Nuggets is yeah. minus two hundred odds yep. to win. We've sold tons of Jokic tickets to win MVP. Luka Doncic of, of the Mavericks, he's coming up. He's probably is still around 15 to 1, yeah, 15, 20 to 1. 15 to 1, yep. Yeah. So, I'm down on um, him. I'm down yeah, on and, him. And, I'm not a big I'm again, a fan Mike? of his, but he's not Larry Bird. You know, I mean, you hear Mark Cuban crying they're not going to make the playoffs or they shouldn't be in the playoff game. And they, they people compare him to Larry Bird, who really won 33 more games to, as a rookie. With, with the Boston Celtics. I mean, he just changed that whole team overnight. And Porzingis sits out the other night, and they have, they, you know, they have a problem, you know? Yeah, Don, I mean, yeah. Doncic is pretty – he's still like 21. That's the yeah. other thing to remember. Well, I'm not saying that, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he's the guy this year. But, I yeah, Steph, Steph, I mean, the month that Steph's put together, I mean, his April – I mean, he's averaging like four – isn't he averaging 40 a game, I think, in April? I mean, Do you buy kinda, a ticket at 80 to 1 just in case – I, I don't think he's got a goes shot. Down. I mean, you what happens if he goes down? Yeah. One of the, both of them are possible. I don't think he's go got down. a shot, but I no, guess. No, I don't either. Yeah, there's, there's, season, there's not enough season left, right, yeah, Luke? Yeah, like it's 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's literally three to four weeks left of the regular season. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough. Yeah, I, 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 you know, unfortunately, in my opinion, it's going to come down to Jokic or Embiid. Yes. If Embiid stays healthy, if the if the Sixers win the Atlantic, yeah. and I understand that the Nets have had tons of injuries, completely get that. But if the Sixers win the Atlantic, I think Embiid's got a really good shot to win it, even though he's sat out. I believe he's had 10 or 11 games yeah. he's sat out this year. Yep. Um, so it, it probably comes down to a two-pony race between Jokic and, and Embiid, depending on how uh, if the Sixers can pull off that Atlantic division title. And the odds reflect that right now, and I think you're right about Embiid. He's passed Jokic in uh, player efficiency rating this year, too. Well, it depends what they do incredible. tonight. They're playing. Yeah, and, they're, and they got a big game tonight against Clippers the Clippers. Clippers versus 76ers. Yeah. If he wins that game, then he goes up a little bit more. Uh, last yeah. thing before we let you go, Luke, uh, I just happened to notice uh, on the site earlier a baseball ticket that I thought was interesting. Um, you know, Corbin Burns, uh, slowly but surely, I think is becoming more of a household name in baseball he's a pitcher for the brewers and he was he kind of followed uh, lucas giolito you know giolito was brutal in 18 and then bounced back in 19 and he was great last year and he's an ace 
now Corbin Burns was the worst pitcher in baseball in 2019. He had a great year in the truncated season last year, and he has been unhittable in his first three starts. There's a ticket for sale right now that uh, that pays $7,500 on Corbin Burns to win the NL Cy Young, and I don't think yeah. that ticket should last too long because he is opening up eyes, and he is the real deal. Yeah, totally agree. I saw that get posted yesterday. That's a nice one. Um, unfortunately, our, our Cubs don't seem like this is going to be their year, so the NL Central is up for grabs, and of course, if the Brewers can make a run at it, it's, uh, it's yeah. a very likely chance that he gets that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like uh, we also have an uh, Acuna to win the home run title Ooh. on the Braves. Tough. I think that's really interesting. He's currently the leader. Yeah, he's got seven. He's seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's he is uh, that ticket is twelve to one. Oh, wow. um, you're going to get twelve to one odds on the on the current leader. Like, that's awesome. That, I'm yeah. shocked that ticket's still up for sale. Yeah, that's a good point. Twelve to one on the guy that's got seven home runs in the first two weeks of the season. Luke, have a great weekend, buddy. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Connor. Have a good weekend, buddy. Oh, Bye, buddy. Oh, Kakuna, gonna win it all. <laughs> I mean, really, he's in town this weekend on the north side. He's got, I mean, he's got fourteen extra base hits in their first thirteen games, Mike. I mean, yeah. he's come out. Uh, He's on pace to break all uh, Hank Aaron's franchise records. I mean, well, it's two best, weeks, but, I mean, he's unbelievable. You know, he's the best player in the game. Mike Trout plays in a league with no no st- other stars to challenge him, and he plays at night, so nobody cares. Akuna I too watched bad. the other day. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many people that would trade Akuna for Trout right now because Trout's a little bit older. Trout's older. By yeah. God, probably yeah. by about four or five yeah, exactly. years, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I think you look at the yeah, and it's nothing against Mike Trout. Believe me. You know, he's comfortable be playing late at night and losing, although Joe Madden's Although they're playing better. Around. Yeah, they're, they're, he and Otani should, I mean, if you can't get there now, it's like, what are you guys doing? Well, i seen them not get there with Bobby Gritch, Joe Rudy, Nolan Ryan, Reggie back. Jackson. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that's their history except for Sochia in that one year. Yeah. Except, I equate yeah. their year to the White Sox 2005, yep. you yeah. know, the one-hit wonders, yep. you know. It kind of, uh, like, came out of nowhere. They put it all together right. for that whole year, yeah. But I love the Angels. I, I mean, listen, I mean, Gene Autry originally bought him. I, Jimmy Pearsall was a buddy of mine. I remember uh, Jim Fregosi, uh being one of the best shortstops in the game. And all the way now to Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, all these great guys now. But they just have never come. With all the money they've spent, look at the money they spent on free agency, especially when the billionaire Western, former Western star Gene Autry owned them. Are you kidding me? The players, I mean, they had everybody, and they just couldn't get it done. Unbelievable. All right, when we come back, Mike and I will talk a little bit more baseball, actually. Just want to update a couple of things odds-wise for the futures market in the first two weeks of the season. we got some best plays before uh, before we're out of here, and Jim Miller's got ponies. Jimmy! Yeah, don't forget that. Jimmy will give us some ponies before we're done. So stick around. We're just getting warmed up. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. We're back inside the Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFelco. We are presented by PropSwap. You can always check us out on the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you download the podcast. Eight to nine, Saturday mornings before the hockey show on ESPN. Oh, the hockey show. I'm so into hockey. I love that show. You've been betting hockey a lot, and you've been winning a lot. It's well, been because they show up every night. I don't want to hear basketball players are the best athletes in the world, and one guy takes off because uh, you know the the, or the world he thinks is is flat. Another guy takes off because he's tired. You know, another guy takes off because of an issue, political issue. 
And, and by the way, Aaron Hicks of the New York Yankees, I just want to say this momentarily. To sit out, I know that's a tragic situation in Minnesota. We pray for everybody involved. But you, have, you could fly there after you're done. Get on that megaphone myself, yourself, my friend, and make a difference. Don't sit out a game with the New York Yankees. That, that gives you your platform. That's all I'm saying. You could get on a private jet, go to Minnesota, speak up and say you're Aaron Hicks from the New York Yankees. I think that would be more effective than being paid a ton of dough and missing the game and hurting your team who's right now struggling. That's just my only remedy for him. That would be pretty powerful. But wouldn't that be nice? That. Yeah, absolutely. Get there on the plane. Don't go saying I'm taking off and abandoning my guys. Uh, so I'm looking at AL Central odds, Mike, mm-hmm. and you know the White Sox are six and seven going into tonight's action. They're in they're in Boston for four this weekend. The Twins are six and seven, mm-hmm. and they're still your favorites here. And and I don't think that's a shock. We're two weeks in. We got a small sample. I don't think the Royals uh, quite have the staying power uh, just yet. They're probably a year earlier. Although there's some talent on that team and in their minor league system, the Twins are the favorite to win the Central at minus 105. The White Sox are the second choice at plus 120. And they're the teams below 500 right now. Uh, Cleveland is 10 to 1. The Royals 25 to 1. And your Tigers, the long shot at 60. You know what I love about this podcast? What's that? Because we're not going to be on tonight, of course, because of the Sox. Mm-hmm. We do this earlier in the day. So I took the Cubs mm-hmm. on your show, okay, today. Yep. You, and, you and York. And I don't know what happened. I'm, I know probably I won. That's what I'm hoping. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what time Kansas City's playing because it doesn't matter because everybody's listening now. After the podcast is up at, what, 2, 3 o'clock? Mm-hmm. I like the Royals up to beat Toronto tonight. Royals in Toronto. Yeah. What, what's the line in that one? The Royals are like plus pick, 104 right? on the money line. Yeah, it's close. Blue Jays are minus 112. They're the small favorite. Blue plus Jays got a better uh, lineup for sure. They do for sure. Steven Matt's on the hill against Mike Miner. So. You know what? I don't want to sound old because I really am young at heart. You guys tell me you that are. all the time. And you are. Well, we're in the kitchen the other day. You go, Mike, yeah, you're young at heart. You, really you walked are. out. It made me feel good. <laughs> Randy comes by, gives me the thumbs up, you know, and stuff like that. I, You know, I got to be honest. Dante Bichette and I, he came on my show twice a year. Yeah. Now I'm watching his son. How about that? <laughs> watching and then, Bo. And then uh, I had, uh, I met, I, I ate, me and BB had dinner with Craig Biggio and his wife at the yeah. National Italian Sports Hall of Fame. He was at my yeah. table. Yeah. Now I'm watching his son. It's amazing. And they're all together. I to, <laughs> it's Vlad's son and Biggio's son and Bichette's son all in one you organization. You know what was shocking? Vlad Guerrero's kid. Now, Vlad Guerrero was a stud, ladies yes, and gentlemen. he was. Right? What was shocking is his son actually found out finally that he had to lose 40 pounds to keep his career going. After being in clubhouses his whole life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And eating right and everything else. But now he's going to be so good because he took his, you know, he was successful at his weight that he was at. It's hard. Cecil Fielder was successful at his weight. Yep. And when he too. lost weight, he, he look at no better demonstration. Jackie Gleason, mm-hmm. when he lost weight, <laughs> that was it. Not as funny. Belushi, Continental Divide, it was okay, but he looked normal. You know, Chris Farley, he said, you know what? I'm going to stay the way I am. Yeah. That didn't work out either. So, you know, it's just one of those deals that that they got a stud lineup. Oh, they do. They got a deep lineup. There's no they, doubt and, and I like the Royals in this game. So All we'll right. see what happens. Royals tonight against the Jays. I know Mike gave Not out. Not an official he, pick, but if right, you want, yeah, yeah. go for it. Like Mike said earlier, uh, he gave out the Cubs today, day game oh, uh, today in a weekend set, including <laughs> Sunday night baseball happened. against the Braves. <laughs> Well, the Cubs have sunk to fourth choice in the Central, five and a half to one. I mean, the odds are short because I don't think any team's going to run away with that, but they're the fourth choice right well, now. All they have Cards to do is the hire a manager. They'll be fine. 
I don't think David Ross is the right guy. Hmm. I'm sorry. I don't know if they'll be fine with any manager. I got to okay. be honest. They can't hit anymore. I don't know. I don't get I it. I got right? a manager for you. Who? Uh, that would fire him up, and they might win the division. It's worth a try because they still got enough good ball players. He'd relax them and everything else. He'd have their back and everything else. Ozzy Gant. Ozzy. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. No, there's no doubt about it. You got a World Series manager doing television in this town after he wins for the first time. And I know that people got a red ad. Listen, I know about grudges and pettiness and lying about people and about things that they look at somebody and they say, oh, he said this, let's keep him this, or this guy dropped the ball in the outfield. He's forever a bad fielder even though he never makes another error. Okay, Ozzie Guillen made a, a, a couple mistakes. There's no doubt. But nobody's going to tell me he's not one of the – if he was a manager, he wouldn't be one of the top 32 managers. I mean, did, I'd say he'd be middle of the road at worst with the Cubs. Don't well, you think? Middle, um, I mean, they I They need like, a butt kicker, I, I, Carmen. They could use it maybe. They could use Ozzie's. They went from nice to nicer. Yeah. They went from home alone one to home alone three. Come on. Ozzy, uh, I what, like Ozzy because I'm biased because I like Ozzy no, so much. No, but you're not biased. You're, t- you're actually – you're actually telling you, people you do like them because there were results. What Ozzy always did well was, oh. you know, kind of shield the players from yes. a lot of the nonsense relax in the media. Em. Relax them. And if he needed to fire him up, he was certainly capable of doing that. You're and right. he also would go out, even if there was replay, which is taking arguments out of baseball. But he'd put on a show to take some of the heat yeah. off. Yeah. Ozzy didn't mind, like, ruffling feathers. You know, he oh. didn't mind being confrontational. Well. Yeah. No, I know this for personally. Yeah, right. So I'm telling you, but I re- look, Ozzy could dislike me. I don't know how Ozzy Guillen feels about me. I've heard both sides mm-hmm. from people in the business. And you know what? I would be happy to tell him to his face. I feel both sides about him. Yeah. But that doesn't discount the fact that he's the best guy for the job and put him in that dugout and maybe Rizzo doesn't smirk. Maybe when Bias throws a ball the other night, 50 feet into the upper deck and then he's laughing. Well, I, it was almost like he had no choice. I mean, that was, that, that's a folly. You put play. your head down, walk back to the dugout, uh, to the shortstop position. You don't put on, you don't let everybody see you're laughing. It was bad. It was well, horrible. Thro- I mean, the throw was just like, I don't know. Horrible. And Ozzie Guillen, I think they're, la- they're trying, look, Ozzie Guillen, I guarantee you this. Somebody hits my catch, his catcher seven times. There's a brawl, and some Cub fan goes to me the other night. He says, "I go, they need a brawl." And this guy goes, "Well, they had one the other night." I go, "You've never been in a brawl, then? That wasn't a brawl." No, and now when everybody just kind of comes out, that wasn't a brawl. I've been in a brawl. It's no fun. They got, but you know, you can't let your catcher get hit seven times, can you? And then they then they decide to get a little retribution to pair of misses, and Ross still gets suspended. I mean, they can't win right now, no matter what they try. No, I'll tell you, it's Ross, crazy. Ross, if he's there or not, I, mean, I, I won't know the difference. He's got the mask <laughs> on. I don't know who he is. I see a statue in the dugout. I don't see a lot of strategy. I, don't I mean, know. he's got the job. He never managed a day in his life, but he got the job because he was a pal. And you know what, Carmen, it would be tough for me to manage my, my, my friends. Yeah, that you was know? always the question. Like, could he handle that? Oh, I was a captain of a softball team with all the neighborhood guys. And it was tough to sit sit in my best friends who I'm still friends with today. Yeah. You can't. It's just a different dynamic. You bring Ozzy Guillen in, he's got that aura. Hmm. That kid guys see him on TV. I know t- for people that think this is nuts, what's the alternative? 
Are we going to keep it like it is? I hope they won today, and maybe things loosen up, and Ross ends up being manager of the year. I think but, the, the alternative is he's they're going to blow up the whole thing and see if Ross can manage with a, a new wave of players. That's so what I think it's That would be. make him Rick Renteria light, mm. would it mm. not? Mm. Mm. But he would be a guy that would get a job other places. Absolutely. Because he's been in the media. They all love him. The other night he was on an interview, he looked like a deer in headlights. Hmm. Yeah, afterwards on the post game. I think Jesse told us that too recently that he's he's growing a little bit shorter with the media. Like oh, he's getting sick of it. He, well, because they he never had to deal with it roughly. Yeah, and I think Jesse said he doesn't like the Zoom stuff either. Like he kind of wishes it was more. And I think that's what Jesse was hinting at. Well, you know what? I guarantee you, Dusty Baker would have preferred the Zoom back in the day. <laughs> I mean, it got so bad he had to bring his Poor his Dusty. little child. I up know, there. right? Put him I on his lap. It, why I called it the baby barricade. I mean, yeah. you, you're going to down the father with the cute little kid there? Yeah, I mean, really, like, what are we going to do? I'm yeah, the ba- every hey, angle. Bring the kid out. I would. I mean, seriously, if I walk into Ozzy Guillen's office like I did after uh, our deal on the radio, and, and and little Ozzy was on his lap or whatever, it's a whole different yeah, dynamic. Right. All of a sudden, you're not as uh, fired up. <laughs> By the way, you can still get your mean Mercedes. Speaking of prop swap, look and see if anybody's got a your mean Mercedes ticket. You know what I he love about him? He probably wasn't even on the board, Mike, when the season started. He's eight to one. He's like the third choice right now uh, for rookie. Well, of the year first of AM. all, he uh, I love him because he represents uh, all, all all of us uh, in Middle America. I mean, he just wants to go up and just swing the bat as hard as he can. And I tell you what, I love this guy. Came out of nowhere. Uh, what is he? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, guy, and uh, you know what? I mean, does he get comeback player of the year? Does he get I don't uh, rookie know what he of the year? I mean, could he be rookie of the year? I don't I have mean, no idea. He's eight to one, and he wasn't. I don't even think he was on the board when the season. You know started. who he it's is? Incredible. He's Hector Villanueva, who can hit. Yeah, that's a good call. That's who he is. I mean, he can really hit. I hope it's the real deal. When we come back, Jim Miller's got ponies. Jimmy! And we got some best plays for you. Don't go anywhere. It's Carmen and Mike. We'll be right back on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the odds couple, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, which each and every week on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We are presented by PropSwap, and every week we have the pleasure of talking to one of the best in the business. Uh, he was doing it again last weekend. He does it virtually every weekend for us, giving out winners uh, at tracks all across the country. He is Hawthorne's very own, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, Jim Miller. Jim What's up, buddy? Gentlemen, uh, you know what? It was one of those weeks last week where we talked time and again about sometimes you have to bet horses across the board and it pays off. That's what happened for us at Keeneland last week. We had them bridled on her across the board. The horse ran second, but the horse was 20 to 1, so it paid 15 bucks to place, 8 bucks to show. That put us ahead for the week there. Cattle River ran a good second at Arkansas, too, so not a bad weekend by any means. Not at all, and we'll try to do it again this weekend. We're two weeks away from the Kentucky Derby. Last week was the last big uh, points races, so we have the field practically set. Is that right, Jimmy, the 20-horse field? Yeah, they have the top 20 in points now, Carm. So basically what happens are those are the first 20 in the gate if they want to be, and then if there's any defections, you just move right on down the list, 21, 22, 23. So what happens, though, is when you get up to the week of Derby, 
on entry day, they'll take the entries, and whoever wants to go into the race can get in, and they'll base that on points. After that, you can't get in. So if there's a late scratch and you haven't entered on that entry day, you're not going to have that opportunity to get in the race. So typically you'll see, say, 22 horses entered in the race, and then they just kind of plan accordingly from there. Got it. All right, let's start planning accordingly. BB wanted me to give her a horse with a cute name. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, it's a tradition with her. We, she just picks the best name. Give me the the three names, four names, and i got to pick a horse out of them because I don't, you don't have the whole field yet, do you? Well, we got a lot of them. I mean, you have to look through it. You have excessive quality who is probably mm. your best horse That's and is going to be your favorite in there. Okay. Then you have a horse that Carm's going to love, Mike, by the name of Burbonic, mm-hmm. who ran a huge race in the B-O-U? Memorial. B-O-U-R? And, yep, B-O-U-R. Yep, B-O-U-R. Oh, B-O-N-I-C. Who, this horse ran, ran an absolutely huge race okay. and, and came flying at him late and had that ability to just run on by. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Bob Baffert always has horses in there. Concert tour was pushed every step of the way in that race in the Arkansas Derby, but that horse could bounce back as well. But if you want that longest price of three, Burbonic's going to be that, uh, that, between, that long shot for sure. Yeah, it's between one and two. They're both very good horses. I'm gonna, At least I got something here. And by the way, do Baffert's horses get mad uh, because he gets all the glory <laughs> like he's the one running? I'll tell you, you look at he's the one with the with the shades on in the winter circle, right. and, and they're looking at him. There's like a glow that comes from him. And doesn't it he get the best horses to begin with? Come on now. So, so, you know what? So often he has so many horses oh, that please. are on the Derby Trail. Okay. And it's Baffert. It's Todd Pletcher Pletcher. on the East Coast. He's Casey Pletcher Stangle with the New there. York Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it is. It's, it, it, it is. It's the Yankees when they're out there just dominating. But those two guys are going to combine to have seven or eight horses in the Derby. So. That kind of tells you something right Jeez, there. Yeah, I mean, they almost have half the field for crying out loud. It's incredible. All right, Jimmy, so we got racing this weekend at Hawthorne. Yep. Are we going to stay there? Are we going to bet any other tracks? What do we like for the weekend? All right, so we're going one at Hawthorne, and our price play really comes at Hawthorne on Saturday. It's race six. It's on the turf course. Bet the 12 horse, Tiz, Suzanne, and across the board. This is a horse that's 20 to 1 in the morning line. May go off even a little bit higher, but it's an outside post that's a closer. Might be able to swoop them there. And then there's actually two million dollar races at Oakland Park on Saturday. Race nine is the Oakland Handicap. Bet the four Warriors Charge across the board. This is the only pace in the race. Seven for seven on the board at Oakland. Just a matter of if there's enough stamina. And then in race eleven, the one million dollar Apple Blossom. Bet the six horse Monomoy Girl. She's a superstar. Just bet her to win. But if you get even money on her, that's going to be a value in that race. All right. So Hawthorne tomorrow, the twelfth race. I'm sorry, the sixth race, the twelve horse across the board, and then two at Oak Lawn. Race nine, the four horse across the board, and then race eleven, the six horse to win. Right. That's right, boys. Let's make some more money. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you Jimmy! next week. All right, boys. Take care, hey, buddy. There's Jim Miller at Hawthorne. Jim. Hit I mean, Bob Baffert. Come on. Yeah, he I know. He gets the but best horses. Come on, it's crazy. I mean, uh, go. Ian Pletcher, yeah. Yeah, take a horse, okay, over here out where I live. All right, get him ready. <laughs> and see how everything goes. Let's you see. know who you are then? You're Casey Stengel with the Mets. I think it's still got a lot to do with the breeding, you know. Oh, come on. Bob Baffert with the sunglasses, the perfect hair, combed intentionally wrong to begin with. And then you got the suit and everything walking down the middle. And then you see the horse. Nobody's paying attention the to it. poor him. horse. I mean, the horse is doing all the work. <laughs> it's, got to carry amazing. a jockey. You got to run. I always thought a trainer wore coveralls. <laughs> this guy walks around like he's Sinatra. Not anymore. They wear they wear thousand dollars suits. Does he? What, what, okay, so, so he hasn't shoveled manure in like fifty years. That's my guess. Yeah, you're please. right. Absolutely, Bob Baffert. I got a horse for you. I saw, I went by the other day with B. She likes him. Make him fast. Yeah. Here, take this one and see if you can make it fast. <laughs> 
Uh, before we're out of here, let's talk about a few of the best plays that we like of the night, Mike. What's uh, what's hot for the, uh, this uh, Well, Friday by the night? time everybody hears this, I mean, I'm going to either be <laughs> laughing, crying, or middling, okay? I had the Chicago Cubs today, okay? And because of the Chicago White Sox, uh, I, you know, don't get to come on and say something, okay? It's, but that's okay because the Chicago White Sox are kicking butt. Now, I got the other guys. I got the Philadelphia 76ers tonight to knock off the L.A. Clippers, getting three. Okay? One of my best plays, too, by the way. Sixers tonight. I'm, I'm... I got the L.A. Clippers. Now we're going to change. Every time. Oh, so you're going Clips. No. No, no, Sixers. Okay, I was that's just what teasing. I gotcha. Me, oh. and you have won our last two, <laughs> me and you have won our last two bets this way. Oh, oh I got Let's do I, it. The Clippers is a done deal. Yeah, I, I mean, the Sixers, the Sixers is a done yeah, deal. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Sixers a lot tonight. Now, was that I, your I'm main pick? Yes. Six, I, we don't, I, I've got we don't one. talk, folks. No, we don't. We absolutely do not. And I gave it out earlier today with uh, Hoodie and, and Cap. But you're right. Mike and I never collaborate nope. on this. I'm with you. I really think the, the Sixers are a pretty strong play tonight at home. And by the way, on Carmen and Yurkle's show, I gave out not only the money line, but if you wanted, you could do the run line. So I hope if they did lose, it wasn't 6-3 to three right. or something like that, okay? Right. So I'm just telling you, so now, the, now we, got, we both got the Sixers and the Clippers. This is a huge game. For Embiid, yes, huge. huge game. If they, if they lose, then that sets him back. And I want to tell you this: I cannot believe Steph Curry is eighty to one. That to me well, is, a, I mean, I, why not just put a dollar on it? I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, really, I know put, there's put not ten a lot bucks. <laughs> put he, ten bucks. I on mean, it. Uh, what you're not going to miss ten bucks, so why not? I just don't think there's only about. 18, most teams have somewhere between about 15 and 18 games left in the year. I just don't think there's enough time. I got some sad What's news 10 bucks, you know? If LeBron James, before the injury, okay, and I don't know how hurt he is, but he seems like he wants to play. He's the guy that wants to play this year. If LeBron James and Curry were available to the Bulls, I'd take Curry. Sorry. Mm. I'd take Curry right now. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Change the game. Change the, I, I've been hearing how Devin Hester changed the game because he mm-hmm. ran back touchdowns. Yeah. No, the field wasn't made shorter. Right. The field wasn't made longer. It was outlawed because of injury, the kickoff, believe me. Right. Otherwise, if somebody else had been better than Devin Hester, he wouldn't have even existed. Will Chamberlain changed the game. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lewis Cinder, when they outlawed the dunk right. as a freshman, and then when he leaves UCLA, they bring it back. Mm. That's changing the game because of an individual. That's folks. amazing, yeah. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Well, Chamberlain, they made the lane wider. Okay, yeah, that's right. I mean, they call they they invented three seconds. Yep. Because he would stand in the lane and just destroy people. That's changing the yeah. game. Not a guy running back kickoffs. Yeah, and, and I know what you're saying about Steph because of his ability to shoot. I mean, that's and he because, can handle the ball, and play D. Oh, he's, his handle, his handle is incredible. His, his handle is incredible. And man. I know a lot of people, and this is a stunning thing to me. I read. Uh, I saw an article where the top 100 uh, writers in the NBA or people that collaborate, 91% are going for Jokic. Now, I love Jokic, and I picked him two months ago, mm-hmm. but Steph Curry has been, in my opinion, over the last month and a half, the best player in the game, right. without a doubt. He's, he's been, just putting 30 points plus up every night. Like 40 a night this month. I know, yeah. and he, he hit a shot the other night, unbelievable, from mm-hmm. like – well, no, it's not unbelievable. He changed everything. And during Michael Jordan's reign, can you imagine somebody coming in, since I like to make the Jordan in uh, uh, comparisons with uh, LeBron. Uh, LeBron, can you imagine Curry coming in during Jordan's reign 
and winning three championships? I can't. No, it wouldn't have been the same. You're wouldn't right. have been yeah. the same. Yeah. Any other best plays for tonight, Mike? You, or oh, just, I got uh, plays all day. I'll give what, you some leans. Go ahead. You want give, some yeah, leans? give a couple leans. I got because then I got two as well. So go ahead. All right. Uh, first of all, a lean that I got. I don't even know what time these games start. Baltimore. Uh, I got Kansas City. Okay, yeah, you uh, said that. KC. Uh, I got Toronto. Uh, in the NBA, no hockey tonight. NBA, I love. I'm just telling everybody with Carm. Philadelphia. Yeah. And I got Philadelphia minus three. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah, Philly minus three. Yes, that's I'm correct. I'm sorry. I, I read it wrong. I got Philadelphia minus three. Right. There's no way in hell the Clippers got a seven-game winning streak going That's right. right now. So I think that the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, by the time you hear this tonight, if you get home late from work and stuff, Carmen and I will be very happy. I like two teams in Philly. I actually like the Phillies tonight against the Cardinals, too. I think the pitching matchup favors the Phillies here mm-hmm. over Carlos Martinez. Uh, the Cardinals have lost six of his last seven starts That's going minus back to last year. That's minus 145, Yeah, 140. about I, this morning it was minus 130. It's getting out anywhere close to about a dollar and a half. I wouldn't I'm go above that. Philly. I like that. And then I'll give you one lean on a hockey play. Since Mike has given out so many great hockey winners, I might as well give out one. And I'm going, these sometimes can be dangerous spots when I (laughs) I simply look at scheduling spots. But I'm telling you, the Canadians at home tonight against the Flames have a big game. They lost a couple of nights ago. They lost 4-1 to at home to the Flames. And the Flames suddenly, since changing coaches and bringing Daryl Sutter back, are hot on their heels for that fourth spot. The Canadians have two home games this week before they have to go five on the road through Alberta to Calgary and the Oilers. I think this is a huge game for the Canadians tonight, and I think they're going to treat it as such, and I like the Canadians on the money line at about minus 130, minus 140. Well, I've learned something about hockey because I got away from the game for a while until a couple years ago when I started winning a lot of money on them. Uh, if you have a great team and you have, of course, a bad penalty-killing team or power play team, that's bad enough. But if your goaltender stinks, I watched the New Jersey Devils. They're an up-and-coming team. But two things that they do, they were playing Pittsburgh the other night. They should have covered that game for me. But instead, they get they get they careless penalties. And they have one of the worst penalty-killing yeah. teams, squads. So when you get – when you're, they can't play even almost. Yeah. Now they're playing with a man short. That's what kills you in hockey. And I also like tonight what you're saying there. I had Boston yesterday. You never know what's going to happen. The Bruins were minus 120 against a good team, the New York Islanders, and they just barbecued them, yeah, folks. That's crazy. That's it. All right, thanks to Randy Merkin. Thanks Randy. to Tyler Aki and Erica Strowski for uh, helping out, as always, and great stuff by Luke Pergani and Jim Miller. Mike, you have a great weekend. You Happy too. wagering. All you right, too, buddy. Guys. And we'll see everybody next week. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.